Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. It's easier to just pick up where we left off. That's right. I mean, <laughs> our last conversation was so good. Podcasting after I'm, hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blogging after hours, podcasting after hours. <laughs> We don't do anything during hours. That's right. <laughs> because our, our during hours is all based on productivity and efficiency. That's so. right. <laughs> well, welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Vici Mindum Show. We'll get started early because we actually uh, just enjoyed last week's conversation so much that uh, we're just going to keep it going. Uh, Ken had some, some other ideas when we hit the half hour mark. Um, so... Uh, so anyway, I think we we left last week talking about efficiency, productivity, um, and and the importance of human relationship and uh, and what's our goal. That was kind of a big a big talking point is what's what's our goal in things. Um, and one of the things we talked about, uh, just touched on a little bit, was creativity. Um, and and I think um, uh, when we're in good relationship with people, it can it can kind of breed creativity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Ken, you had some thoughts on creativity and boredom. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it, it struck me as we were having the conversation about like you know efficiency versus um, and productivity versus like wasting time, so to speak, with people, mm-hmm. right? Because really, um, when you think about how easy it is to send a text versus have a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. And yet there's something about when you're having that conversation with someone that some incredible ideas come forth. Certainly. Um, the, uh, a shout out to the youth minister at St. Joan of Arc. He and I, um, we tend to do a, we're, you know, running a lot of different projects and events, but when, we try to make time and, and he's better about making it important, but we'll sit down and we'll plan something out in person together with very little distraction and, you know, pen and paper and really go at whatever that is. And suddenly like creativity is, it's like, you know, all of these ideas and we're, and we're growing this thing and, and finding, you know, the pitfalls and everything mm-hmm. else that maybe in a series of texts would never have been addressed. Right. Right. But it took like me driving right to Joan of Arc to meet with him at his office and sit down and set up shop there for a little bit and like sort of, mm-hmm. you know, it's not efficient. It's not productive in one sense. Right. But but that's where creativity kind of flows from kind of wasting time. Yeah, and I think people, they, they, there's not enough, um, uh, I don't know what word I want to use. There's not enough credit given to um, spending time with each other. Uh, I know in social ministry, we try to gather together quarterly or whatever. And oftentimes, especially in the field of social ministry, people are too busy uh, something's going on to come and participate in that meeting. But but like you say, when you get together and speak about um, something that um, that maybe you do uh, the same as somebody else, uh, there's a lot of ideas that can flow from that. Um, wa- ways of uh, serving others, um, the method used to serving others, mm-hmm. um, uh, what what are the needs of the community, you know, and, and being able to determine uh, what kind of ministry needs to be done. So when, when you're missing pieces of people at the table, so to speak, to talk about these things, you're missing a greater picture of the puzzle, I think. Yeah. You know, in my, I know in my ministry that I do, I always sit at the table with a, gr- a group of leads, eight to 12 people, um, because everybody has uh, thoughts and ideas about any given subject. And uh, yes, that opens up sometimes room for some disagreements, 
but I think only in that can you get a different a different view yeah. of the same topic, you know. Yeah, and I think we we live in a culture um, that's very individualistic. Uh-huh. You know, that's like I can I can do uh, I I can take care of myself. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, and and you see it like in a lot of these things again are good. They help us going back to the last one, productive, efficient, so on and so forth. But they help us uh, like we have dishwashers, excellent. You know, uh, so we don't need as many people to help wash the dishes. We have walk. Washers and dryers. We've got a bunch of appliances. <laughs> washers and dryers. Of, with clothes, you know? Like, you don't have to sit in a sink cleaning your clothes. Like, when you when you had to do all of these yes. chores, uh-huh. you know, it, it not that I was it around was at that consuming. time. I've only been around with appliance <laughs> time. Right. But I can imagine it's very The appliances consuming. were supposed to give us more time for people, yes, right? Yes, right. And, but, but what it does is like, okay, I've got, you know, I now no longer need the other person, mm-hmm. you know, cause I can do this myself. So I don't, right. I don't need to live with all my extended family because we just don't, we don't, they were, they served this particular That's purpose. Right. <laughs> so I don't need it anymore. Right. And so I think as we continue on with that in our culture, like with, with iPhones, you know, with, mm-hmm. I can be connected when I want, I can consume media, I can be right. entertained when I want. Right. I can, you know, now with remote work, I can work when I want, like I can do everything right. what I want to do. Uh, and so there's a temptation, I think, to just avoid uh, being together, like yeah. like you said, gathering together, yeah. you know, with with your with your team. Like, there's a temptation to not do that because we don't see maybe a need for it. But when we mm-hmm. do, uh, awesome things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think too, like, so we avoid it f- on the one hand because it's not productive or it's not efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm and I'm saying those terms obviously. I think we all are in the negative sense, right? Because we should be wise with our time. And we should Certainly. do do well yes. with what we've been given. Absolutely. We should produce with yeah, what we've been sure. given. Absolutely. But when we talk about you know productivity and, and efficiency in the negative sense, at like the expense of becoming a hamster on a wheel, yeah, yeah that's at right. the expense of God and relationship with others. But I think about how um, we also are avoiding boredom. Hmm. Yeah. Because any good conversation, I truly mm-hmm. believe this. Any good conversation has boring bits in it, mm-hmm. right? Like you're talking, and sometimes it's like, okay, don't need to hear this. What, what don't is, want what to is hear the this. definition of boredom? Oh, or I don't something know. being boring. Think? And I, I would know. contradict you. Nobody has ever said the Vici Minimum show is boring. Kevin. These conversations <laughs> are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I, that's yeah, an interesting I mean, question. I don't know. Is. How would you define boredom? Um, I would define boredom as a lack of creativity, which I think you had um, attached uh, creativity and boredom in the same sentence when we started. But I think it's a, a lack of creativity hmm. um, because, you know, when, when if you think of kids sitting around um, saying I'm bored or this is boring, it's usually a lack of um, creativity on their own part. It's not um, that their surroundings are necessarily boring. It's a lack of the ability for them to creatively engage in it. So yeah, that, so I looked it up. You know I mean, and it's yeah. very, very much what you say. Really? Um, uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's the state of being weary and restless through lack of interest. Yeah. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. ap- apathy. It's mm-hmm. kind of coming from yeah. apathy. Yeah. yeah. So maybe the link then, I'm trying to, because I think there's a link there in that until we are 
bored, and I mean that in the sense yeah. of not filling our time with efficiency, productivity, you know, uh, mindless, you know, um, streaming of information, mm-hmm. then creativity can appear. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, certainly, you like, gotta stop almost, being bored to well, be creative. Yeah. We almost have to be, be bored, bored to, be yeah. creative. to be creative. Certainly, you have to be in a place of not having a whole lot going on. And where you can then be creative. I would say right. even you have to be like, if, if we use a definition, mm-hmm. that lack of interest, um, we have to be bored with productivity and with, uh, with all these efficiency apps with technology and appliances. Like we got to get bored with that to get creative. We Correct. Lose interest yes. in all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then finally we can actually be But you know what I think that is the that is the cultural problem, right? Mm. We have flipped. Yes. We yes. have sli- flipped society a- and how culture acts on its head. So whereas before we had all of these tasks we had to do, families stayed together, lived together because we needed on M to use the washboard and right. <laughs> um, we've kind of flipped lot, it the other way to where um, our um, productivity and all of the things that are supposed to make us more productive have now um, have now uh, made us uncreative. Yeah, because we feel like these things are, in fact, the creativity or are, are, yes. are, are operating or using our creative mind. Um, and it really isn't. Yes. Yeah, we're you just have to, mindlessly engaged with it. That's not us being creative. Yeah, you almost have to like it's it's I'm thinking of like an image of like passing passing through a fog like you have to pass through boredom to get to creativity mm. like you have to go through a time of restlessness yeah in order to get to the point where you're creative yeah can, um, I, can I share a story yeah this? so uh I um I used to be a fair a decently heavy binger of Netflix for a while mm-hmm. like early in Guilty. college early in uh, my marriage and stuff um and then at one point uh just got rid of all of it you know, and, and Claire and I were like, enough's enough. We got rid of all this stuff. And, uh, and it, I kind of experienced a little bit of that restlessness at first. Like, what do I now do with my time? Well, we got a bird feeder. It's going to sound kind of funny. But we got a bird feeder, put it out back, and I sat, no joke, like uh, once the birds started showing up, I sat for an hour absolutely mesmerized by the number of birds yeah. that came in the backyard, yeah. the way they interacted with each mm-hmm. other, and each type of bird, like – interacted differently and behaved differently i went out and got a bird watching book i was like i how have i been missing this yeah it is amazing Mm -hmm. just to sit here and watch um in my you know i got interested in like wanting to know the different species how many different types of sparrows did we see i mean it's it's really it was fascinating it opened my mind to something totally different i got Mm -hmm. out of like the storylines of these shows and uh and just watched nature yeah there is so much happening in the world with (laughs) nature itself i mean any insect bug whatever i mean you can find out all kinds of extraordinary things about them i know my daughter my youngest in her boredom she's learned to play the ukulele on her own (laughs) and she's also learning the piano um just to just to um Mm -hmm. see she's got a goal to to be able to play the piano you know inside of a year so it's it's uh i think we are when we when we have the time uh, and we're not connected to uh, all of these artificial means of creativity that um, we are quite creative creatures, even as fascinating as the birds yeah. and all of the other things that God has created. 
I mean, mm-hmm. the things that we can do are pretty much limitless. Well, and it, it is really interesting that uh, one of the things I noticed getting away from like from Netflix and different things like that was my mind was always in like in the action. It was always in the story. You mm-hmm. know, what's coming next? What's coming next? Yep. Like, uh, you know, and they make those shows like that so yes. that you get stuck on them and you're like, I can't wait to see what's happening next. Right. You're thinking, at least I am. I'd be thinking back through the whole story and like, exp- you're talking what's like they next. talk in the story. Yeah, you know, you sit and you talk with other people watching yeah. it and you're discussing yeah. what's going on and, you know, you just yeah. get all consumed in it. And what was fascinating to me was sitting there watching these birds. And having not a clue what was going to happen next. Right. Like, you're just sitting there with literally no expectations. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. well, the only expectation being, I hope I see a bird. And you, you see them. I hope a hawk comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for some action. Come on, hawk. Get in there and swoop up some sparrows. A big turkey vulture something. <laughs> Get some action. Yeah. <laughs> But seriously, you sit there and you really don't know what's going to happen no. next when you just start looking around. Um, seriously. Because <laughs> anything could. Yes. You know? And it's fascinating. And when it does, it gets your mind thinking about things. Like, yeah. you know, you watch two birds fight over something, uh, you know, a, a seed. And it's like, that's funny. There's all sorts of seeds here. Why were they fighting right. over that one? Oh, that makes me think of my relationship with this person exactly. and how I'm fighting exactly. over this thing. You know, you yes. start like you contemplating yes. the world around you. Yes. And and you're out of this crazy like storyline that That's you keep right. yourself in. The Lord has so much to tell us through creation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just so it, this this um when Rand and I were on our honeymoon, we we um we were in San Diego and so we went up north to Disneyland for a day. And it's just so funny because I mean Disneyland is a fun place, but it's all fake, right? It's this it's this whole world you can't of imagination, Disneyland. right? Well, <laughs> what's funny is that at one point, I think one of the most like important features of the day for a lot of people were at the park was we were around um, the river, and there's there's like that that lake ride that you can take like on these canoes around mm-hmm, the river. Mm-hmm. But we're there on the edge, just, just around the river bend. <laughs> yeah, right. Just around the river bend. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're going. There will be happiness. There will be, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and we're we're there by of the water. Those aren't the real lyrics. And and there were these two ducks fighting. Right over this female duck, and they're oh, like, yeah, the it was so brutal. funny to watch the crowd <laughs> suddenly watch the ducks and forget the yeah. fact that they were even in Disneyland. Like you have all these people, and we're all like, "Whoa, how's this going to go That's down?" Right. right, and everybody is like focused on these ducks, and then when it finally, like, you know, of course, there's a little boy animated. that's like egging them on. And then when they finally like break it up, everybody's like, "Oh!" <laughs> they just all like sadly walk towards the rides they were going yeah. to. You know, it's like I made all of this for you, <laughs> right? It's like it just when you're talking, it made me think of that, like the image of like this created world That's that right. we made, this fake created world, right. and then here's the world God gave us. And it's filled Everybody's with so much wonder, wonder, and everybody cares about that. <laughs> in the middle of Disney, <laughs> in the middle of Disney <laughs> That is funny. I mean, we we come up with all sorts of things to entertain ourselves um, mm-hmm. to to get away from this boredom. I, you know, it's amazing to me. When did nature stop? When did it start to become boring that we needed these things? I know. It's it's really incredible. You know, that I, I guess perhaps maybe a, a pursuit of. Of profit, pursuit of mm-hmm. business endeavors, mm-hmm. you know, pursuit of other things kind of It's interesting. I mean, I, I don't have an answer to this, but yeah. it makes me think of um, what, what, what is happening um, 
or what are we lacking when we go to mass and we're bored? Mm-hmm. You know, what mm-hmm. what part of us um, creatively is um, is suffering or hurting when we when we go to to mass and and the liturgy is 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 boring. The mm-hmm. consecration, the reception of the body and blood of Christ becomes boring activity, and I could, you know, better entertain myself somewhere mm. else than to to come to to mass for an hour yeah or there's the temptation to to try and turn the liturgy into uh kind of a big show mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that uh that that it is somehow there for our entertainment you right. know like it's right. it's here to 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 ward off boredom but i think that that it does that on its own without any of these theatrics. If but you enter that, into well, it, well, I think that there is something creatively happening very much at so. the mass, and so, and that's There's, why I guess I use. I mean, and you hear this all the time yeah. from people. It's boring. I'm bored when I go to mass. I'm bored with you know with what's going on there. But there is something creatively happening there, and as a people, there is there is something um, that is. Um, filling me that uh, so much that when I come to Mass, there is nothing that I need creatively to happen there, and, and therefore I am bored. Mm. Yeah, or, or we're just, we, yeah, we're bored because it's a different type of creativity. Right. Because we're, we're caught up in a different sort of, uh, sort of boredom, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or different sort of creativity of, of consumption, mm-hmm. you know, that it's a kind of the same thing. Like if I'm indulging in Netflix all day mm-hmm. and I look outside and see birds, I'm like, those are annoying. They're right. making too much noise. Close the shades. Right. Like, let's get back to this thing, right. you know, and perhaps, what, you know, the liturgy can be a similar thing that, right. that it's, uh, I've got all these other things waiting for me. I got the football game. I've got yeah. this, that, whatever. Right. And like, come on, let's just get through this. Sign a piece. Right. Come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, because mm-hmm. I want to get back to these things. But you miss the beauty of right. what is occurring. It, yeah, I, I keep thinking of, of, you know, those wonderful words, enter in. Um, and I'm thinking of right. like entering right. into right. the creativity of God. So like he is creative. And I, and I, I – I like to imagine when he created the universe, it took a long time. I mean, we even see like why thousands of years dinosaurs come and go, like all of the, why, Mm -hmm. why all of this, except that our God is a creative God and he took his time. Anything, Ken. We're back to there. Stay away from that topic. We'll go down a real big fiddle. So the creative, the, the creative nature or the creative, our creative God entering into him and entering into his creativity. So when we produce good music and learn the ukulele or the, or the piano, or when we write a good poem um, that's true, good and beautiful, I think we're entering into his creativity mm-hmm. and that can be so exciting and it's not boring. Right. And I think in the mass we're entering into his and creativity. Yeah, And wouldn't that be a reason to, to run to the mass and praise God? Mm. To worship him and to 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 say thank you for all of the beautiful blessings that were were seen and entered into throughout the week, the birds that he has given, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the ducks that are seen, and all of the very many ways um, you would think would 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 drive us to say, you know what, I just want to go be with God, praise God, and worship Him for this beautiful week. 
Yeah. That I've had. Yeah, because our eyes are open. And yeah. We're seeing, yeah. Yeah, we're seeing things as they are. Yeah. Uh, rather than being bored with it. It reminds me of um, a, a couple of years back, Rand and I just thought we'd save a little money over the summer, so we decided to do without AC um, for one of the hot months. And what was really fascinating was, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people go go without AC, and it can be really uncomfortable at times. And um, and we had, and so there was one night where it rained, and there was cool air coming in oh, through the windows, nice. and we opened all the windows. And I remember distinctly, we both prayed to God in thanks yes. for the weather, yeah. you know, in a way that like normally we would have just kept the window shut and never even known it That's was right. cooler outside. Yeah. But we were like, so oh, grateful man, for That's the cool air. Yes. It was like, thank you, God. Why do you need God so if you funny. can take care of everything yourself? Yeah, you just you know? don't. Which yeah. is a facade, right? right. Because ultimately really. I don't have control over my next breath, but I right. think I do. Right. Right, but if, but I think but yeah, everything the point loses there, its meaning. I think though, the seasons lose their meaning, the birds lose their meaning, the grass loses its meaning. Everything starts to lose its meaning mm-hmm. um, when we uh, when we lose our when we lose our way when we when we don't know uh, really why we're here and we're cramming all this other stuff into our heads and our minds and our hearts. Yeah. Mm. And I think the whole idea of binge watching just is is like clear indication that one is bored. And yeah. I say that being someone who's a sort of a recovering binge watcher, right? <laughs> like like I've been through that and I was clearly bored if that if I just couldn't stop turning on the next show, the next uh, the next well, show and all my free time. Well, do you think you were yeah, do you think you were bored um and binge watching because you were bored or bored because of the binge watching? Probably. Dr. Tina's in. It's interesting. I, I would almost <laughs> say I a combination of both. Yeah, create, causes boredom. Yeah, yeah. And sure. I think a side effect of that is boredom, yes. not lack of creativity in the mind. Well, I would say almost like initially Being for me. shaped by a... Uh, <laughs> Well, psychoanalyze me right now. So, like, initially, I, I so enjoy do- it. Dr. Tina, yeah, Dr. <laughs> Tina is going to help me psychoanalyze myself. We're going no, to enter in the yeah. mystery of Ken. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, the mystery that's there is Jesus because baptism. But anyway, so, like, initially being restless, right? And then instead of sa- yes. entering into yes. the restlessness and being creative, I turn on Netflix, See, binge watch, mm-hmm. and then I'm thinking that's filling me, but it's actually making me more and more restless and more and exactly. more bored. And so it's it's like it just yes. you're that's down a good the rabbit point. hole. See, you know? I'm glad I asked the question because it does come back to that restlessness. And what do we do with that? What do we do with our restlessness? And I think that oftentimes because prayer makes us restless. Mm-hmm. We don't like to go to it because it's <laughs> yeah. not it's not a place of rest. Yeah, uh, and so instead of um, uh, living into living through that restlessness and allowing God to take us to the other side, what instead of asking ourselves what is making me restless, you know, Heavenly Father, what is it that's making me restless? Why can I not sit here and pray with you? And uh, and really taking a look at that. And working through that, I think, does. It leads us to run for anything we can find that's going to make the restlessness stop. Yeah, because we consider restlessness an evil. That's right. Or bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if I am restless, something's wrong. Uh, But I love what you're saying. Like, if we take a minute and just think about it. Right. Why, why, like, you know, why do I need to pick up my phone and look at Facebook right now? Why why do I need to pull up YouTube just to see if something new is on there? You know, why am I experiencing that? What what maybe is missing that's that's kind of driving that? And, you know, some of it is just going to be like, I notice it with myself. 
I have developed a habit for these things. Right. You know, you realize that. Like, I've developed a habit because why why am I doing this? Because sometime, you know, two months ago I started it and I have not stopped it. Yeah. And now I'm dealing with it. And that's the problem. These habits, they grow. Yeah. They don't ever stay. I think we were talking about that earlier, too. They grow. Uh, Today, maybe I like one cup of coffee. Maybe it grows to two cups of coffee. Maybe it grows to three cups of coffee. You know, sometimes these things can just keep growing if if we're not paying attention to them. Our habits that can lead us to a mortal sin of some sort. But um, I think that, too, oftentimes as people, because we don't even want to have the creative thought to think about what is the problem, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Why am I restless? We just say, um, I like to watch uh, Netflix because I like to watch it. There's no, you know, we we just pass it off as, I just enjoy this, you know? And so we don't even want to get into the, I think sometimes the root of what the problem is, and we just pass it off. I just like it. It doesn't, you know... It doesn't have any deeper meaning, right? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because that is like on all the social medias. What do you do? You yeah. like stuff. Yeah. We were just joking about this at the conference For table sure. or at our staff meeting earlier. I was saying, I just don't do not like the uh, um, liking of text messages. Yes. Like, boop, I liked it. Like, what does that even mean? You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to get way off track, so yeah. I won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but it is I'm true. Serious, I agree like, with you. We, we do. I mean, we have these uh, we have these likes, and so we, mm-hmm. we kind of determine what we're doing yes. based on the likes rather yeah. than saying, you know, is this healthy? We all know that if we like McDonald's and we eat McDonald's every single day, yep. there's going to be problems. You know, we can see it. <laughs> Unless it's the salad, That's but right. you know <laughs> that could be a problem. <laughs> no, maybe in that case, you need a burger. Listen, anytime we're doing fast food, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we're meant to to do it every on occasion in a pinch, not live off of it. <laughs> but we've become a society who's living off of it. It's the truth. I mean, yeah. I think when these places first came out, it was if you're in a pinch. You know, here's a place you can get some quick food. And, and now it's it's the norm. Yeah. It's the norm. And families are living off of um, Chick-fil-A and uh, McDonald's and uh, whatever quick quick thing that they can get because of efficiency. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say it's not, you know, it, it, in some sense it's our fault. In some sense it's not, right? So culture culture is doing what it's doing and – we're we're being the expectations now placed on us oftentimes by um, by who we work for or whatever and I'm, you know Father John David is very good uh, a wonderful boss but you know you might work in a company where the expectations are like really really great like even right. um, pl- past places where I've worked it's like you're going to be working all of these hours and get all of this stuff done and if you don't you're fired right and so there's this and that's and, and that's a cultural expectation that's been built that you're going to produce this much. And so then you have people running to the fast foods because they just are like, if I don't produce this stuff, I don't make the money. I don't, f-, right? So some of it is not entirely the, our uh, fault, right? But it is our fault if we let ourselves remain victims to that, right? Yeah, like right. we well, we know, can makes, make we can take control of the situation yeah, because yeah. God has given us the grace yeah, to do yeah. so. It makes me think of retail. I worked retail for many years, and retail is driven by the consumer. Mm. So if the consumer doesn't like the price, they don't buy. They have to drop their prices. But the consumer is always willing to pay the higher price. So what happens? The prices go up and up and up. It's not driven by anything other than retail is 100% markup. So everything you're buying is marked up 100%. 
Um, in some cases, it's marked up even more than that. So if you're getting something 50% off, 75% off, they're still making a mint off of it. But what, but, but what it makes me think of is that it's driven by the consumer. And it's the same, I think, with society. Um, it's driven by what we're willing to accept and what we're willing to engage yeah. in. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, uh, if we're not thinking about what is the end goal, then our what we're going to be participating in is going to be aiding those that are creating these things to continue leading us down uh, a road we don't want to go. Yeah, and that goes right back to last week's episode um, uh-huh. that uh, when we talk about the mission. You know, if, if you're living a crazy lifestyle, and I shouldn't say crazy, but if you're living a lifestyle where it's super busy, you're running all over, you know, you hear this podcast and you say, that's nice for you all, but you work at a church. You that's know? right. I mean, there there does come a maybe a question of, well, what is what am I living for? Right. You know, and if if it is a, a huge 401k or all of these things, you are going to have to embrace that particular lifestyle, most likely, you right. know. But if it is kind of what we were talking about, uh, about the relationship, about relationship with God, union with him, intimacy with the other, um, these these things that are that are both make you vulnerable, but bring so much uh, joy into your mm-hmm. life and, and a lot of meaning. Man, maybe you don't need all that craziness. Right, right. There is no. a way to live with what you need yeah. and not live in the surplus. You yeah. know, so many times we find ourselves living in a surplus with our lives really dedicated to now work and whatever work requires of us because we're living at that level now. But there yeah. really is a way, even into today, in today's culture, to live a life with what we need. Um, and and not live with not live a surplus life. Well, and it, it's perfect because if it is if our goal is to be closer with God, mm-hmm. then going back to Ken's example, I think yeah. it's perfect that yes. okay, we gave up heat, yeah. you know, and now what does that do? That forces you on your knees, yes, <laughs> in prayers of thanksgiving, yes, you know. So there is an element of like when you. You know, uh, when, when you're in need or when you're noticing more things around you, you become more grateful to a creator. You see him more. Mm-hmm. Uh, count you, on him more. You count on him more. Talk to him more. Yeah, I mean, we we see it in the outreach yeah. office all the time. It's mm-hmm. uh, There is no doubt in many of the people I've met with when they yeah. walk in that there's a God. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and in, sometimes it's almost backwards. It's like, shouldn't shouldn't they be like doubting him because That's they're right. here needing something? <laughs> So we're like, oh, there's definitely God, God. and He's good, and He's taking. And he's, he's watching take, over me. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you want to pray? Yeah, let's pray. <laughs> of course, they're reaching their hands across the table, ready to pray. Yeah, like right, you know. And it's just funny that we start to doubt it with right. <laughs> with the more, more boredom stuff, in our yeah. life, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the less we we believe in it. And I would even say too, like maybe maybe your life is not. Maybe you are in a position where you ha- you your job is not necessarily requiring exceptional busyness, but maybe just your life has reached that point, and maybe you need to let go of some extra activities that you're doing, right? And how you're spending your time. Maybe yeah. you do need to turn off Netflix for a while, and 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 offer allow that time to be full of leisure. Or maybe you need to let go of one of the three things you're doing outside of your work mm-hmm. in order to spend more time in relationship with God and more sort of so to speak wasted time with friends with relationships. Mm-hmm. Like maybe. Maybe it's not necessary. I mean, it might be for you that you should reconsider the job and career that you're in, but maybe it's just you need to reconsider your schedule. Mm-hmm. And what are you making important? And is God and relationships the goal? Is union with God and union mm-hmm. with others the goal? 
Um, or is it all, all of these other things that kind of keep us on this hamster wheel? Yeah. And I would say just in, uh, as we get close to, uh, to closing, but at the end of the day too, we, we really just need to turn to Jesus. We need a savior because it is, it is crazy. We live in a culture that's nuts and it's really, it's easy for us to get up here and say these things. It's really hard to live it. It is. And so at the end of the day, I think we, we do need to go into prayer and say, Jesus, (laughs) this is hard. Like I can't, I don't know how I'm going to balance all this stuff. And I don't even know if, you know, I can't bounce. Will you save me from it? And, right. And yeah, and, there's, yeah. and if anyone would get the wrong impression, I mean, my life is so busy right now, and I hate using that word. And it is my prayer. So I ask for prayers for me as I'm I'm praying and saying, God, like what <laughs> what needs to go, and what do I need to you know what what needs to happen because this right. is crazy. And yeah. I would just encourage people that if you are um, if you decide to give up something or to make more space in your life, to not fear being restless. To not fear um, the loss of that and uh, the wonder with what am I going to do with that or the anxiety that it might cause you. Um, just go to authentic um, uh, prayer with God and let him know that, um, you know, all of that you're feeling and uh, uh, he will He will lead you through that. Amen. Well, yeah. we are uh, over 30 minutes, so we got a topic and continued on into the next week so who knows maybe we'll do a third part who knows (laughs) obviously we like this topic well thank you all so much for tuning in again and uh, we look forward to talking with you next week so until next time Our Lady of Mount Carmel pray Pray for us thanks again for tuning in we would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Vichy Mundum. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you, and we look forward to talking with you soon.